Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. How was your Christmas? Now is that strange period between Christmas and New Year that has fondly been named by some people Twixmas. It is a strange time of the year because all the excitement about Christmas has started to fade and our thoughts start to turn towards the festivities of New Year's Eve, New Year's Day and beyond into the new year. I wanted to take the opportunity um, on this podcast to reflect on the last 12 months. I'm not big into New Year's resolutions. I don't really feel they serve a huge amount of purpose and they tend to be based on things we want to move away from because of things like drinking too much over the festivities, indulging in too much rich food, not taking up enough exercise, etc, etc. And usually we're not overly committed to those things. They seem right at the time when we're nursing a hangover or our trousers are feeling a little bit uncomfortable or we're a little bit more out of puff going up the stairs than we would like to be. But because we are not emotionally, really emotionally connected to them, it only takes dark, cold mornings to rapidly throw the conviction we had for that resolution to not drink for the entire month of January or to eat healthily for the entire month of January or to get out of bed and go and pound the streets for five miles every day. Our enthusiasm for those things start to wane as the first sometimes depressing weekend of January arrives and we suddenly need to feel cheered up. So I no longer commit to any New Year's resolutions as I don't really see the point in them. They're too short term. And apparently I'm not alone as I can't remember the exact figures, but a huge number of people who do commit to starting New Year's resolutions, well, actually they stop the commitment very, very early on into January. So several years ago, what I've started to do instead is to replace New Year's resolutions with reflections, reflections on how 
the last 12 months has gone and look forward to the things I would like to happen and the intention that I intend to create as far as the actions needed to have the kind of year going forward that I want to have. So I thought I would share with you the reflections that I journal on every year um, and also a particular exercise that I have shared before, but I thought it would be a good time just to remind everybody about it as well, because I find it a really, really useful exercise to go through. So as far as the questions that I reflect on and I journal on them, um, the first one I consider is what has worked well? What has worked well over the last 12 months? And that's not just in terms of my business. It's also in terms of my personal life as well. So I tend to create two columns one that is for personal life and one that is for my business life. And I reflect on each of those questions from both perspectives, because this should be an holistic exercise, not something we just look at from the perspective of just our personal life or just our business life. It's important to do the things you know in the, in the round holistically. The next thing I look at quite logically, is what has not worked well over the last 12 months. And get really honest with myself with regards to those things that I have done that have not produced the results that I wanted to, either in terms of what I was hoping in my personal life or what I was hoping they would produce in my business as well. And this can be, of course, a little bit uncomfortable to do so, but I think it's really, really important to really lean into both what has worked well and what has not worked so well. Because when we can consider that, and in particular, ask a follow-up question, you know, what have I learned from those things that have gone well? Um, and those things that have not gone so well. Because actually, when you can consider things that have not gone so well um, from the perspective of learning, then actually it doesn't seem such a hard blow to take if they haven't worked so well. Because actually, we tend to learn more from those hard lessons, from those things that haven't worked than we do from the things that worked well. So for me, it's really, really important to consider what have I learned from those things that are going to allow me to either be better or create better experiences to do things in a better way going forward. And then logically from there, the next question is, what should I do more of? So that particularly re relates to those things that have gone well. Amongst those things that have gone well, what aspects should I do more of? And for me, this year, visibility was a big one. Um, to show up more frequently, you know, across social media, um, on other people's podcasts, but also to make people aware of my podcast as well. Um, and yes, absolutely, I have become more visible. But I'm also aware I am not as visible 
as I could be. Um, and that is certainly going to be something that I'm going to change up for next year and have already put in, in place a strategy that's going to support me with regards to that and going to allow me to be visible to a lot more people, to a brand new audience in a way that I have not been visible before. And of course, that throws up all sorts of fear factors for me, a nervousness for me, because that's what happens, you know, when we take ourselves out of our comfort zone. You know, as I've spoken about many, many times before on this podcast, when we take ourselves out of our comfort zone, it's just that it's uncomfortable and all sorts of resistance will come up. But I'm lucky. I have practiced getting out of my comfort zone um, as much as I possibly can do. So I know what is going on. I know how my subconscious is trying to persuade me to not take myself to that point of discomfort. But I also know the disappointment I will feel in myself. And being totally honest here, there is a sense of a certain disappointment that I have not been as visible as I had the opportunity to be. But that is changing and I'm going to be a lot more visible during 2023. And I just had a little flutter <laughs> of excitement as I said that. So clearly my second brain in my stomach, I've spoken about this before, she is in full agreement with me doing that. So it really is important to understand what should you be doing more of. And then equally, what do I need to do less of personally and therefore delegate more? Because it is important to understand those items, those actions that you are doing, can somebody else be doing them instead to allow you to be concentrating on the core of what you do, those revenue generating items. And definitely for me, I am looking at ways internally of handing over more and more of those things that I do that somebody else can do on my behalf. This is a great opportunity to give a shout out um, to my VA, um, Marie, who has taken you know, a huge amount off my plate. Um, she edits my podcast for me. She supports me with my social media. She helps me to set up, you know, the technical side um, of my programs, my challenges, my courses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And without her, I certainly would not be as effective as I have been. But I also need to consider other ways that I can start to delegate more of the activities that I personally don't need to be involved in so I can concentrate on those that I absolutely must do. And also, a natural follow-on from that is what do I actually need to stop doing full stop? And for me, I am aware that at certain points in the year, I have given myself too much to do. Um, I have put myself into a position of overwhelm 
Um, and I, I've definitely suffered from shiny object syndrome. And I've been aware of that. And that is something that I've pulled right back on in the latter part of the year. So next year, I'm going to be very, very focused on the strategy that I am putting in place in terms of what I am doing and how I am doing it, and how I'm going to grow and scale my business. And I know that a large part of that is going to be doing a lot less, but being far more focused on those things that are going to be the things, the tasks, the objectives that I have for the business going forward. So the what I'm going to stop doing is absolutely as important, possibly even more important than what I'm going to do more of and what I'm going to delegate. I've also, and this is something I've added this year to my reflection piece, because I think this is a really, really important question. We all need to be asking ourselves on a regular basis, because this will really help to bring up those things that we are procrastinating on, those things that we really know we should be doing, but we're staying away from because of all the limiting beliefs that come up for all of us um, from time to time. And for me, it's really to consider the question, who do I need to become in order to grow the business in the way that I want to in 2023? And that is in not is not in any way about me pretending to be something or someone that I'm not. It's about me stepping into the next version of myself. Because as we grow, as we get older, as we get more experienced, there is always going to be a new level, a new version of us that we need to start becoming and step up into. And I've been reflecting on that a lot over the last few days. And a lot of exciting things have come up from me giving myself the grace of space in order to consider that question. So I mentioned I was going to be sharing with you a tool, a tool that I use every year. I've mentioned it before. So on the 1st of January every year, so a few days time from this podcast, um, I will receive a letter from my future self twelve month, that I wrote 12 months ago. So every 1st of January, I write myself an email congratulating myself on everything that I'm going to achieve over the coming 12 months. So I essentially lay out what I'm going to achieve, but I congratulate myself as though I have achieved it. It acts as a brilliant accountability tool because I know that letter is coming and there is nothing worse than imagining something arriving and I have not achieved what I set out to achieve. Now, do I always achieve everything on that letter? Absolutely not. But I get a good way close to achieving most of it. And I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, that that is certainly going to be the case this year. Is there room for improvement? Absolutely. And that is forming part of my reflection process at the moment. But as well as receiving that letter on the 1st of January, I will be writing 
the letter, the email that I'm going to send to myself that I will receive in January 2024. So if you go to a website called futureme.org, you will then be able to choose the time frame in which you want to receive your letter. I always choose 12 months time um, because I like to send and receive my letter at the start of the year because it sets my intention. It's not my New Year's resolution. It's much more wide ranging than that. It's much more strategic than that, but it sets my intention for the year. So I highly recommend you do that for yourself as well. I also like to think about what I want to achieve for the next year. Um, And that doesn't go into this letter necessarily. This is part of my reflection, although certain elements do get included in the email that I send to myself each year. But I also spend time thinking about my financial goals for the year and the targets that I want to set myself. But more importantly than that, I think about the things that I want to be doing, the purpose that I want to be putting that money towards. Because as I always say, again, on a frequent basis, money loves a purpose. So whilst I I need to understand the baseline of what I need to achieve from a financial perspective. This is also about understanding those goals I have for the year in terms of development, in terms of holidays, in terms of the things, the memories I want to be creating, you know, as a family with my friends, the experiences I want us to be able to share in together. So when it comes to thinking about what I want to achieve, then what is really important is emotionally connecting to what lies behind that financial goal, because the goal is not the money. The money is just the enabler. I have to create the intentional action in order to earn the money. But that for me is is not the goal. The goal is what I get to do with the money. And it's that that excites me. The emotional connection um, of being able to do things as a family, to be able to see myself as an individual develop and grow and how that serves my clients going forward as well. And I think that is really important. Before I finish, I'd like to share with you something a friend shared with me recently, something that he uses on a regular basis. So a shout out to my friend, Matt Thompson, who introduced me to two sets of questions. And these questions Matt uses every morning and every evening. I won't necessarily use them in quite the same way but I'm going to add them in to a more regular reflection that I am going to commit to doing myself. And I'd like to share those questions with you. Now, these questions, I believe, came from Tony Robbins in something that he shared with his audience some time ago. Um, But I think they're really, really powerful and really worth adding in to any reflection that you want to do right now. So the first set is called the morning power questions. And I know Matt journals on these first thing in the morning. And those questions are, 
what am I happy about now in my life? What am I excited about in my life now? What am I proud about in my life now? What am I grateful about in my life now? What am I enjoying in my life right now? What am I committed to in my life right now? Who do I love? Who loves me? And I love those questions because they get us really grounded in the here and now. Because I don't think we should just be looking forward or looking back. I think it's really important that we are grounded in the here and now. And those questions help us to do just that. And the other questions are called the evening power questions, which I know Matt does at the end of each day. And there are just three questions. And they are, what have I given today? What did I learn today? Was today an investment in tomorrow? And again, I love those questions because they are grounded in the here and now. And whilst I think reflection is hugely important, and whilst I think being future focused is hugely important, I think actually having that anchor to the here and now is what what facilitates us being able to make the most of that reflection and also to draw on what we need to, to powerfully move ourselves forward. So I wanted to share those with you as well. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to allow you to go back to your festivities during this time of Twixmas. Once again, thank you very, very much for listening in. I appreciate every single one of you for taking the time to spend with me. Um, I'd love to take this opportunity to wish you a really happy 2023 and to you and to your family the same. And I look forward to catching up with you in the new year. Thank you. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free Money Confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.